Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rich or Vishu, a podcast where we attempt to answer some of life's most noteworthy, but more often most trivial questions and debates. My name is Rich Beaton, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Vishu Sharma. And today we are going to play another game of overpaid or underpaid, where we debate if certain jobs pay too much or too little. Now, how this will work is Vishu and I will randomly generate a job and that job's annual median salary and debate if we feel someone who holds that job is overpaid or underpaid. The job titles and salaries are from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Also, before we begin, I'd like to mention that if I sound slightly sick, it's because I actually got COVID recently. And because of that, as well as Omicron in general, we are recording the next series of episodes over Zoom. And it's our first time doing this. So if the audio quality sounds just a little different, it's because of that. But we're hoping ultimately that it sounds very similar to the episodes that Vishu and I have recorded together in person before. With that said, Vishu, are you ready to see our first job and our first salary? I am. All right. Here we go. First job and salary. Firefighters and prevention workers, $56,800 a year. A a prevention worker? I'm not quite sure what that is, but. All right. Let's just, so we'll go with firefighter. $56,800 a year. Overpaid or underpaid? Underpaid. Why? Well, one, because they do a lot more than we think they don't just uh you know burn out fires they they also do the job of emts all the emergency services uh vastly overpaid i have watched uh, look a, a lot of the political information uh maybe for for someone like me comes from watching late night talk shows and their political shows they they do the research and I watched John Oliver's show, and I know how much uh, you know firefighters have to work for how little, and how grossly underfunded they are by the department, by the government. And I think in our previous episode we established that a bare minimum for you know for a decent life uh, uh, is is more than 56,800 that we that we see here so underpaid yeah I agree underpaid and yeah I remember when we mentioned that $50,000 a year the bare minimum it's true this type of job as you said they do administer emergency services it's not literally just putting out fires it's they they do things when there are emergencies and as we learned with COVID this type of work is really important yeah, I'd say underpaid. I, I don't know too much about the job per se, but it, it, it feels like a low number. Yeah. All right. So underpaid. Yeah. Underpaid. Yes. All right. Next job. Elevator and escalator installers and repairers. $86,200 a year. People who repair elevators and escalators who install them and repair them. $86,200 a year. Vishu, overpaid or underpaid? Rich, what do you think I'm going to say? Overpaid? Yeah. Why? I mean, uh, I'm, not, I'm not to say that they don't work hard. I'm not obviously saying that. And I cannot be the judge of what, what uh, you know, money is sufficient or not even though that's exactly what we are trying to do through this episode 
Uh, but look, they make more than firefighters. They make more than nurses. They make more than uh, other emergency care providers and frontline workers. Uh, that's, I don't know if it's fair. I, I don't know what the hell is fair though, but uh, I if you just see the number, like if I wouldn't have seen the number, I would have just read this. This was my question. This would have been my another question to you. What number would you think you would have seen if you would have not seen 86,200? Uh, 62,000. Like uh, I would have done in my late 50s, yes. Yeah, yeah, around there, like high 50s, low 60s. Here, the yeah. installer thing is big, even though they're the same. Okay, so one, I don't think they make, sorry, I didn't mean, is there anything else you want to add? No, no, no. Okay, so elevator and escalator installer and repair, 86,200 a year. That number is higher than I thought I would have guessed. It's probably yes. 25, as we just said, $25,000 a year higher than I guessed. Yes. However, yes. I still think it's underpaid for two reasons. One, oh, wow. one uh, yeah, good luck if you can't have people who do this. I mean, Elevators and escalators really important for cities. If people can't install them or repair them, dude, good luck deal. if you can if you can if you don't have cops and firefighters and nurses. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yes, of course, the city stands to comes to a standstill, even if we don't if we have if we miss even one of those three that I just mentioned. Yeah. So here's the thing. I I, I do appreciate you calling me out on the logic, but here's the thing. You said cops, firefighters, and nurses, right? Mm -hmm. Those were the first three jobs you jumped to in terms of thinking of jobs that we can't front jobs that we can't have people do without. And my point is people probably don't think of this job as one of them, but maybe it is. No, no, I'm sure it is. It definitely yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's not like pastry chefs, which hell no. You know, that's great, but it's not like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah, luck yeah. without pastry chefs. It's a, you know, I mean, I no, love no, pastries, no. but you get what I'm completely, saying. Anyways, completely. so elevator and escalator installers and repairs. I think one, I don't know how much work, like, I don't know what the work is like. I, I can't even picture, like, obviously, I've never right. been a cop or a firefighter before, but we could kind of picture a little yeah. bit what that works like. I can't picture this. However, yeah. I will say this when I was walking dogs in Tribeca in like 2012, yeah. Around. I had to walk one dog that was on the third or fourth floor and it was a seven floor building or something. And it had a small elevator. Right. Right. And I used to take the elevator because it's on the third or fourth floor, but the elevator was broken and it was a really hot day. So I was a little upset because I have to take three flights of stairs on this hot day to get these dogs. However, I remember the person there who was repairing the elevator and I was asking yeah. him about it and stuff. And I remember him saying, just telling me all about the problems and what was going on and how long it would take to fix. And one, I remember just looking at the elevator and thinking, I can't believe someone's able to fix this. Yeah. Like, just look at an elevator. How would, if someone gave me a wrench and said, Rich Beat and fix this, be totally fucked. So one, there's that. And then two, dude, it was so fucking hot this day. It was in early August or something. It must have been 100 degrees outside. And this guy is in the lobby of a building that's not air conditioned because it's yeah. not a doorman building. It's just like a, I don't know. And it was so fucking hot. And this guy is just working in this absurd heat, repairing the elevator. And I remember just thinking, God, what a fucking, that must be a tough day for this guy. 
Now, not that every yeah. elevator installation repair is like that, but my point is, in general, I think a lot of these jobs, I, I think this job, it, it, it's, it's not, it requires a little more maybe precision and skill of course, and it does. Enge- engineering than people might think. Dude, yeah, of course it does. And, and that's uh, why I'm going under. Com- no, definitely. I'm not trying to come across as, yeah. uh, you know, as a uh, as someone who's against people who yeah, repair yeah. elevators yeah. and escalators, you know, even though that, that's what maybe it's. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no you're not. Yeah. But um, also, the thing is, uh, I mean, I know how much precision and skill and engineering this requires because imagine Die Hard. Like when you said you cannot picture what this job looks like, oh, yeah. think of Die Hard. And yeah. then you would know how much how much work it maybe goes in, in you know, running those things. And uh, dude, we, we all live in apartment buildings now. Uh, I have lived in a building that had 40 floors and there were three elevators. Even if one of them was broken, all hell would broke would broke loose would break loose right that that's the kind of thing we we lived in but what i'm saying is absolutely essential everything fine uh, gun to your head overpaid underpaid do, that's what i'm talking about i'm not talking about that they don't yeah. deserve their recognition yeah no i understand in that scenario i say overpaid because i cannot imagine I mean, I, and, and I'm a part of the problem. I'm not saying that I'm any, I, I have solutions or I have answers. Uh, you know, look for religion if you want some. Don't come here. Uh, what I'm saying is that if people I know who make way less money than $86,200 and who are completely essential to frontline, like you mentioned, he was working in so much heat. Dude, nurses worried without proper gear, you know, through the, throughout the pandemic. Yeah, but why can't and, both of them be underpaid? No, that's what I'm saying. They can be underpaid, but I know one of them is not, you know? Yeah, uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. The gut gut right. reaction, I saw this. This is what I'll say. Right. I do think it's under. I think this salary is much, much, much higher than I thought it would be. And yes. I still yes. think and that's lower, why it's overpaid. But I still think it's slightly lower than it should be, if got that it, makes sense. Got it, got it, got it. No. All right. Next one. Switchboard operators, including answering service, $33,980 a year. So this is you call someone and they, yeah. whether it's 911 or is it, it could just be you're calling a company customer service and they put you, what exactly? Is that what we're saying? Basically anyone who answers the yeah. phone? Yeah. Uh, like, can you connect me to room number 911? No, well, right. I don't know why. Room number say 911. Like, yeah, that you just call in a hotel. Everyone. If you call in a yeah, hotel, yeah, yeah. Yeah. like, hey, can you connect me to num- room number three or three? Yeah, uh, those people who like and like, uh, if you call the if you call the Buckingham Palace, they make you like all through all go through all those switchboards and uh, different lines, and then connect you to the right person if you are indeed right someone who can be connected to them. So I think and that's in- what it means. Including answering service means you're also the voice of the menu, maybe or. Like you're the voice that says press one for English, press two for Spanish, plus three for. No, I think answering service. service would be uh, like a receptionist, maybe like oh, uh, uh, Dr. Patel's office. All right. You. All right. Let's okay. stick with the switchboard. Op- All right. So overpaid, underpaid, yeah. $33,980 a year. 
What are your thoughts? I mean, it's it's underpaid, man. I think. I mean, yes, even even though some might think that you know we can do IVRs, IVRs are interactive voice responses uh, on on the phone, like how banks do mostly. Uh, you know, say a couple words, say a phrase, and then they make you route through like through channels and get you to a customer service. I, I see that. I see why some people might think that these are outdated jobs, but we are not here to debate that. We are here to debate if whatever they're getting paid is okay or not okay. Not not okay or not okay. We are no one to judge, but if it's overpaid or underpaid, according to our rationale and our little intelligence, whatever we have. I think it's underpaid because no one should be making less than what we already have established. Yeah, That's it. Yeah, it's kind of lame, but it's true. If you make under fifty thousand, I can't see myself saying you're you're overpaid. Exactly. And yeah, also it's nice to be able to speak to someone on these phones as opposed to it all being automated. Do but I... yeah, it, it's it's underpaid. If you're working full time and making thirty four thousand dollars a year, I mean, come on, you yeah. you got to get paid more. They got to pay yeah. you more. Yeah. yeah. All right, next job secretaries and administrative assistants $44,800 a year overpaid or underpaid dude it's underpaid and I'm not just saying this for for the lame ass reason we have been giving like no one should make less than 50,000 I mean of course uh we established but we are not you know uh what do you call that a, a line in the stone line in the sand Line in the sand? No, not line in the sand. In Hindi, it's much. It's a. It's a phrase uh, that this is not a line that you cannot cross. Uh, this is not something of a line that you cannot cross. And what I'm saying is, what we say does not become the uh, the truth. So, yeah. No, it is the truth. No, I'm kidding. Well, yeah. <laughs> we we are a religion. If you're looking for truth, religion. come to this podcast. Uh, no. <laughs> No. Yeah. Okay. So I get what you're so saying. 40, yeah. Yeah. So forty-four thousand eight hundred doesn't become underpaid. Uh, automatically becomes underpaid because of the fifty thousand rule, sort of whatever. But it becomes underpaid because I have worked at a company where uh, secretaries and administrative assistants have sat have sat right across to me, and I know the kind of work they do. It's unbelievable. I mean, I may be using magical very loosely here, but uh, it, trust me, it's not just answering phone calls and getting coffee. No one gets coffee. It's it's pathetic if you think that. Uh, it's real work. And yeah, for that reason, it's underpaid. This job varies a lot depending on the company you work for, the industry you're in. Yes. However, it is massively underpaid. Massively. Yes. Now, I'm thinking of this in a very traditional like business setting with like, let's just say a bigger company. There I will was be... thinking the opposite, but yes, your point makes But either sense. way, either way, think of, think of someone, a business leader, someone high up in the organization, even if it's a smaller organization. Yes. They make, in order to have your own secretary and administrative assistant, you're, you're making a lot of money. If you are a, a VP or very high up in an organization and you're making two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year, and you yes. have someone who works for you who is working full time, who you yeah. need them in order to succeed, you literally needed to hire someone because you're so busy 
to take on some of the responsibility of your work and they get paid one sixth of what you make. Come on. Yeah. That's absurd. Yeah. Secretaries and administrative assistants organize some of the most important, they organize the business in many ways. Dude, Why would yes. they make less than anyone else? I, I, it's, it's baffling. It's bad. They should, there should be a rule that if, if you have your own personal secretary or administrative assistant, they have to make at least half of what you do. That should be the rule. It's absurd. Yeah. Why would they make less than half? No, absolutely. Dude, and uh, I did not even consider the big companies. Imagine uh, executive assistant or secretary to JP Morgan's CEO. Average salary of that profession is 44000 That's ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. these people make hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. It's one thing if you're a small business and you need someone to greet people at the front desk, that's still underpaid, but that's a little different, right? But for these larger companies, oh my God. Yeah. No, but not even larger companies, a company of at least 50 people, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, but also the disparity. Like, look, look at it. Look at this. Like, look at this. Uh, look at it like this. Doctor General, Surgeon General would make or someone who is even um, like a, a other top-notch uh, doctor, the richest doctor in, in the U.S., the busiest doctor in the U.S., maybe making like a million, two million, three million. I'm not talking about entrepreneurial doctors. I'm talking about doctors who practice individually or go to hospitals. Yeah, yeah. Even a regular doctor would be making like 200, 300,000. So the, the disparity is not much. But the executive assistant or private secretary to JP Morgan CEO and a secretary in a very small medium company, their pay parity is huge. Right. So that's that's yeah. wrong. That's what, what is wrong. Yeah, it is. All right. So we both go massively underpaid. Yes. All right. Let's do a couple more. Nursing instructors and teachers post-secondary. $84,060 a year. So these are teachers or professors who teach students how to be nurses. They're college teachers or post-grad teachers that teach students how to become nurses. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Post-secondary, which means yeah. uh, higher than high, high school. Yeah. So I assume these you have to be a nurse to teach other nurses? Or I would say that maybe I'm I mean, not sure. Well, nursing instructors and teachers. So a lot of nursing school, it isn't just, you know, it's medical classes. It's whatever. I, I, I nursing instructors and teachers. This seems like it's direct. It's direct teaching of nursing skills. It's not a basic health class that you have to start out taking. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. I think these are people who supervise uh the the nurses in training uh when when they when they do practicals okay all right so overpaid or underpaid well i mean we we did have i think uh, a law school professor as one of the one of the jobs in our previous episode and i think i said that's underpaid because anyone who is you know teaching how to be how how to be a lawyer uh, that job cannot be an overpaid one but it look also, I said that because 
the lawyers that are making, they would be making similar kind of money or more actually. Right. But in this scenario, that's, that doesn't stand out to be true all the time. Uh, maybe most of the time, because um, these, these universities like Yale and uh, Harvard and all these other, you know, uh, Princeton, all these medical schools, they get huge, huge amounts of funding huge amounts of revenue practically Yale owns literally every building in in downtown New Haven and I've been there like literally almost once every two or three months for the past six years Uh, anyway the point is that this salary seems to me higher than what the nurses in making would be making after they become nurses so that's why I go overpaid I'm going under, I guess I'm a little confused about nurses and what, I I just thought most nurses make around this, like when you average it out, but maybe not. What? Hell no, dude, no, no, no. I mean, no, I'm not trying to react like, oh, wow, what the hell? Yeah. That's what I thought. No, I, I haven't checked, but I don't think they make 84 grand. Well, I don't understand enough between uh, resident nurses and uh, not resident. Um, uh, what does it stand for? Registered nurse. Registered nurses, yeah, and other types. But I think. Well, here's the thing: average pay by state, uh, Alabama is twenty five thousand. Oh well. Wow. For a nursing well, either assistant. Way, either way. Okay. Yeah. I th- I think it's underpaid just because I think this is a job where your training's really fucking important and you have to get good training. And you should pay people very well who train nurses. Almost any job in healthcare that isn't a doctor, I'd argue, is underpaid because as we learned during the pandemic, healthcare is so goddamn important. Yeah. And if you're teaching people nurses, nurses is a patient's basically portal to the healthcare system they're interacting with their nurses they're not interacting with anyone else you barely see your doctor the nurse is really who you're communicating with so if you're teaching people if you're a nurse yourself and you're teaching people how to become a nurse or how to be a good nurse then i think eighty-four thousand is underpaid i think yeah yeah well by that logic i i totally would agree that it's underpaid but the nurses that they're training would make way less than this for their entire then, career. Yeah. Then those other nurses are even more underpaid, but I can't look, if you're a professor, yeah. one, if you're a professor, a full-time professor, regardless yeah, of what no, you're no, in, you make yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. $84,000 does not seem that high. If you're a full-time that's true, teacher that's true. of nurse. Yeah. So I'm going underpaid. You're going underpaid. No, I, I would go, I would go underpaid because I should keep this independent of what the other nurses would make. I would yeah. keep this as a professor profession. Yeah. I, I go underpaid now. I think. Yeah. All right. Next one. Aircraft pilots and flight engineers, $163,480 a year. I don't know what a flight engineer is. I'm just assuming we're talking about commercial airline pilots, pilots with this though. Right. Yeah, I mean, flight engineers may be people who, you know, engineer stuff on flights or before flights, during flights, after flights. Dude, it's very complicated. I'm just going to say underpaid. Any Anything you pay to anyone who is anywhere coming in contact 
with 800 lives or like 200, 500, 400, 600 lives at a time. Uh, that guy is underpaid. Make him happy. Make him make it your life goal to make that guy happy. That's it. It's hard for me to say a job's underpaid when it pays over $150,000 a year. I know. However, this is underpaid. <laughs> I know that too. And I'm thinking this in relation to... Bi- there are there are so many jobs in business that pay more than this. And that's of absurd. Course. Yes. And, you know, I heard someone say when we were talking about, uh, well, in general, the conversation around policing in America, right? There's always that that phrase, oh, just a few bad apples. And one that's, you know, that, that's a whole separate conversation. But one, yeah, that yeah. I, I don't like people even using that phrase. That's totally misses the point. But two, there's I heard someone say, I forget who, but or I think there's a general thought that there are some jobs that can't have bad apples. Oh, I think it's a Chris Rock bit that there are some oh. jobs that can't have bad apples. Right? Oh, I think I've seen that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he talks about, I think, airline, like airline pilots, you oh, can't wow. have bad apples. You can't be like yeah. a couple times a year, pilots just fucking crash. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. but it's a few bad apples. You can't have that. But what's amazing is in the history of aviation, we don't really have bad pilots. If an airplane crashes, it's almost always because of some uh, something on the technical side that Boeing did or something. The point is, this is a hard job. This is a job yeah. that you need to do perfectly in order to succeed at it. This is a job that is prestigious. This is a job that is essential to transport. It's a very important job. And, it is. And I, I think... More. And I think it, ju- it, ju- it just feels like it's the perfect confluence of skill, prestige, importance, and expectation. And you take those things and you combine them, you should have a fucking gigantic salary. <laughs> just, yes. Yeah. 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 Mm, extremely well put. All right. One more. Let's do one more. I've marked them all as underpaid, which I feel is kind of lame, but. When I saw awesome. that yeah. uh, aircraft yeah. pilots, 163,000, when I first saw the number, you know, that's high number, but still. All right. Last one. Yeah. Ushers, lobby attendants, and ticket takers. Wow. $26,390 a year. Basically someone who works Jeez. in a movie theater or someone who works somewhere where there's a performance, yeah, yeah, a yeah. concert venue, and they take tickets. Maybe uh, uh, sports as well, sports stadiums. You want to see yeah. Vicious team, the Green Bay Packers play? You got to get a ticket from the ticket taker. They show you to your seat at Lambeau Field. I don't know. Maybe. I haven't been there. $26,390 a year. Overpaid or underpaid? Dude, what the hell, man? Massively underpaid, of course. And we don't understand the, the relevance of, uh, you know, such jobs. These are very minute things. These are very simple things. But... This is what makes the whole movie experience or stadium experience that experience. If you have robots, if you have robots doing all your work, do what the hell, man? I'm not I'm not going to it's it's basically giving yourself some luxury when you go to a movie. I consider it like that. I mean, in this scenario, like watching old movies, you have someone showing showing to your seats, you have. Uh, you know, someone taking your coat and putting a ticket inside. Massively underpaid job. 
but really, really relevant for the, you know, for the, for the experience and for the running of the economy. If you're going to a live event, there's a good chance, or a movie, there's a good chance you might, you know, you, it's going to have an usher, a lot of ticket taker. Yeah. I, I, I like what you said about the experience. You're right. There is something cool about, I, I'm thinking in a very cliche way, going to an old time movie theater and them having the gloves or whatever and the yeah, uniform. Yeah. But yeah. Th- this is so underpaid. How could you work a full time job and they pay you less than $30,000 a year? That's absurd. Number one, yeah. you c- your job could be fucking jerking yourself off for 40 hours a week. You should make more than $26,000 a year. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. This why I can't believe that's so underpaid. And also yeah. it's kind of a it's um it's not always the most rewarding job. I mean, you have to clean it up isn't. after people. You have to deal with it's a customer service job. You have to deal with grumpy ass people who don't know how yeah, to interact with society. Yeah, rude customers. You know, you have to tell people things are sold out. It, it can be stressful. This is so underpaid. <laughs> I mean, what what else is there to say? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. Uh, that's what I said. It's not even a question. What the hell? 26,000? No way. All right. Well, I, I feel lame that I haven't marked one as overpaid yet, but I, anything else you want to add? No, I think this was a good one. All right. Well, that'll be a wrap on this week's show. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show. It really helps us get noticed. You can follow us on Twitter at Richard Issue and on Instagram at Richard Issue, where we post content related to what we discuss in the podcast. You can also email us at richardvishu at gmail.com. If you send us an email, we promise we respond to you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Kermilenge. Chote, chote.